The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to give our live trailer reaction thoughts to Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're also excited to announce the first annual Music City Drive-In, the Whiskies categories. And we're going to break down all of the Golden Globe nominations and give our thoughts. And as always, I am joined by my friend who is very upset because The Lion King has more Golden Globe nominations than Uncut Gems. Jacob, how are you, my friend? Uh, I've been better. Um, I, I, I'm a little upset about the Uncut Gems, but there might be a little more things I'm upset about a little bit later. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive into that, but I'm also excited to announce to you guys that you could check out the themusiccitydrivein.com. Jacob and I have gotten together and we have unleashed all of our reviews under one stop shop now. So right now on the website, you can check out the Honey Boy review from Jacob and I. You can check out our Marriage Story reviews, 1917. You can check out our Golden Globe instant reactions. We even dropped a Wonder Woman, no, Wonder Woman, sorry. We dropped <laughs> we dropped our trailer reaction to Black Widow. That's the superhero movie that I was thinking of. Sorry about that. But folks, I'm so excited because Jacob and I have been working really hard together to put some stuff together and we decided to put it under one roof and Jacob I'm really excited to join forces with you my man uh, I am too I mean this is you know we've been we've been teasing at it for a while uh this is something that we've been putting a lot of work into um you know I've I've been killing myself trying to do this and do everything else but I'm really excited where it's going me too as well and obviously at the beginning of the episode you did hear we have a new partnership with our friends over at geekvibesnation.com. Check them out. Our podcast is going to be over uh, available over there. We're also going to be releasing some of our movie reviews and articles on their website as well as ours. So I'm excited to partner with those guys. Jacob, are you ready to watch this Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer? Yes, I'm excited for you to see it. Um, and I'm excited to get into it. Let's go. All right, folks, let's do our trailer reaction piece brought to you by NashvilleNoise.com where you can check out all the latest in reviews, videos, music. Cardi Howell runs a fantastic site. You can see several of my reviews of the 4DX experience. Go check it out, NashvilleNoise.com. Jacob, you've talked up this trailer several times to me. So are you ready to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife? I am ready. All right, here we go. Three, two... One and play. All right, we got the old-fashioned Ghostbuster logo. Three, two. Oh, they already did the three, two, one for us. My bad. What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? It should have had, like, the nerdy boy from... Oh, wait, that is the nerdy boy from uh, Stranger yep. Things. Whoops. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Somehow, 
A town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fall lines, no fracking, no loud music oh, even. It's Ant-Man. Is shaking on a daily basis. I mean, shouldn't he just morph into an ant and fix everything? Summer we died under a table. Huh? <laughs> I found this in my living room. Oh, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? Gosh. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. I like the slow build, you know? New York in the 80s? Uh-huh. It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? Walking Dead. It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. second of it i mean it, it was okay i mean it was nothing okay. nothing groundbreaking I, okay so let me start by saying this i like the slow build to it it didn't reveal too much obviously for the it kind of being a teaser opening first trailer so that's kind of a nice thing i do think that trailers have gotten really bad to uh kind of give you the entire story in the trailer that's why i try to watch as little as possible anymore but other than that i mean it's it's an okay trailer, you know. It's look so it's okay. here, here's my thing on it. It has a much different feel. Uh, and being Jason Reitman, I mean, you know from his films, he can get to a much more like kind of like it has that drama like coming of age story. It gives me it gives me a big feel of like a a Bumblebee, like a few years ago. Like it just seems like it's gonna be a fun, a fun you know kind of dramatic. Um, funny you know just coming of age store but i mean you can't go wrong with paul rudd um i just think i just like the feel of it i think it, it really does have like strangely like an indie sort of feel especially from the first posters um that came out but i i love this trailer i i mean i i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say it wasn't a good trailer okay because it was and it certainly leaves a lot of intrigue for you know, for you to think about what happens and kind of the background story and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I'm super kind of just, I guess maybe you just build it up for me really big and I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, like you said, it, it. it is, like you said, it is a, it's just a teaser trailer. There's going to be two to three more trailers coming out plus about 50 
you know, TV spots and everything you could ask for. And so, um, I mean, for just the first trailer, just for gaining that kind of interest, I thought it worked perfectly. I thought it was okay. I, I, um, I mean, it's okay. So for sure, I will drop off right at the back. It's got my interest. So, I mean, that's kind of, that kind of, to me is where it, it, it ends right there. It's, it's got my interest. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where, that's all that matters. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm a little underwhelmed. I I haven't uh, I haven't even watched the Wonder Woman trailer yet, so I'm excited about that. Maybe we'll do that as oh, a write up this week. So uh, I've heard it's really good. Other from from everybody other than anybody named Jacob. So uh, maybe that could be our write up for the week on uh, trailers. But uh, folks, we're gonna transition right into talking about the whiskeys. All right, folks. Jacob and I are excited to announce the categories for the upcoming. First annual Music City Drive-In Awards. They are going to be called the Whiskies. Um, we have gathered several uh, individuals from all over the world to come in and dive in and help us vote on these awards. We have several of your normal standard categories. Um, but the participants so far, we've got Kai Howell from the NashvilleNoise.com. Kalina, my DiCaprio host, co-host, is going to join us. Christian from Film Optics Podcast. Dom and Canine from Geeks 5 Nation. And then Brandon Vick from Sobros Network. He is as well going to be a part of joining us two in voting for these awards this year. Um, I'm excited. Obviously, we're going to have the Best Movie Award. We're going to have the Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. And then I'm excited to announce that we're going to give away an honorary award for the most moving performance of the year. And this can be um, Jacob and I agreed that this can be fall into any category. It could be a moving score. It could be a moving cinematography. It could be uh, a moving character within the film. But this year, I think that the most moving performance for me was Zach Gotsigan in Peanut Butter Falcon. I loved his performance, and we, Jacob and I, could not agree fast enough to give this award to him. And I'm excited for him to be the honorary award for most moving performance this year. Um, it was it was it was just so heartfelt and so raw and so real and it's a moving story and I love it. I'm excited because he's going to be the first ever recipient of the award. Jacob, what's the next award we got? Um, so the first award we've got is the Whiskey Award for Best Drinking Movie. Um, <laughs> this could be anything where you know drinking's a focal point or um, anywhere where they just drink a lot in the movie. And so I think this one fits in a lot with the uh, with the title of the award set. Of course, and we have the Nashville Noise Award, which is going to be for the best soundtrack. Um, I'll tell you what, when I was trying to gather my five, there's been some really good soundtracks this year. So I'm excited to gather everybody else's thoughts as well. What you got for us, Jacob? Uh, the next one we've got is the Nashville Award, which is going to be the best music film or film about music. Um, just kind of fitting in with that Nashville scene for sure. And then, of course, we've got the Boozy Award. I think this is my my, my one of my favorite um, of the ones we created. This one is going to be focused on the movie you need a drink to get through, um, which means it's it's a movie that is a really rough watch and. If you got a couple of drinks, you can get all the way to the end of it. Um, there's gonna, I've seen some of the people that have voted and have nominated some of these films, so it's gonna be interesting to to see the cat to see who the final five are gonna be for that award. Jacob, what you got for us? 
Uh, so the next one we've got is the Hangover Award for the best comedy of the year. Yeah, and then to follow that up, we have the Drive-In Award. That it's, this movie is going to be based on the movie that we felt should have been seen in theaters. And what you got for us, Jacob? Uh, and then uh, we have the Stanley uh, slash Geek Vibes Nation Award. And this is going to be for the best comic book movie of the year. Uh, and then to round it out, uh, just like how we started with the uh, most moving performance for Zach Gotzigan, we're going to finish it off with Comeback of the year um just like in that first honorary performance this could be a film a director a character within a film a actor actress anything to where you know they make a comeback um and this year i think clearly it's going to be shia labeouf um you know for peanut butter falcon but mainly for honey boy and kind of telling his story and getting uh, you know, getting his story across and just, you know, making making a good light back in the public eye. Yeah, I won't lie to you because, like, I've, I've re- I wrote my review. I've watched that movie for a second time, and it was even better the second time than it was the first time. And I, yeah, I've seen it four times, and I'm going again uh, on Thursday to see the fifth. Yeah, we're going again on Thursday to go see it again together, which is exciting as well. But... um Thanks to Honey Boy themselves, actually, to be honest with you guys, mm-hmm. um, they're sending us to go see the movie. I- I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it because there's, there's, you can get a different experience. It's going to be my second actual theater visit. I know you saw it in theaters already once, or tw- you know, now twice. So this will be a third one. But I'm excited to kind of dissect it in a different mindset um, because every single time it packs a different punch for me and it hits me on an emotional level that I very few films have had the. Uh, opportunity to hit me on such a personal level the way this one did jacob yeah i agree um you know ricky and i both have our reviews up and i think we're working on trying to get a day to where we can sit down and talk about it for a while but i mean every time i've seen this film i've wanted to raise it higher um i mean for me personally if 1917 wasn't in the mix this film would be number one in so many categories for me um but yeah, it's just it's it's such a phenomenal film. I don't know how much longer it'll be in theaters, but if you get the chance, please go see it. It's such a moving film. Um, you know, it's such a it's so raw, it's so emotional, it's so real. It's it's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, exactly, folks. Exactly what Jacob said. Please go see this film because there's a lot of films coming out in the next couple of weeks that are going to completely knock it out of theaters. So please support this film. Please support this piece of art. And um, we are huge fans of the movie, but I'm not just fans of the movie, but the redemption story. So I'm excited to give the comeback award to Shia LaBeouf, and I'm also excited to give the most moving performance of the year to Zach Gotts again. Folks, that was The Whiskeys. We are going to announce one week from tonight, actually. We're going to, or today, whatever you want to call it. One week from today, we are going to announce our nominations of who, who made the cut. And then, of course, right before the new year, we're going to announce our first ever winners for the Whiskey Awards. So I'm super excited to give this to you guys. I think year one is just going to be getting our feet wet. And I think next year we're going to try to make it even bigger. Um, I'm excited about the uh, potential we have for this because I think we're going to try to get a lot of the pertinent people involved together in one room and just kind of talk about these films. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll also post on the musiccitydrivein.com. 
We're going to list the categories for you as well, and then we'll also post the nominations whenever we post them to um, the world. All right, folks, now we're going to talk about our Golden Globe reactions. We have several really honest-to-God thoughts that we're going to break down to you and probably... I don't know, ruffle some feathers here, but I'm kind of excited to do it, to be honest with you, Jacob. I think there's some honest things that need to be said on this podcast. There were some serious snubs um, that we can talk about, but first we're going to start off with Best Original Song. The nominees here were Cats, Rocket Man, Frozen 2, Lion King, and Harriet. Um, Jacob, your thoughts? Um, yeah, so I just, I looked it up real quick, because on our on our website we don't have it so for the songs actually it is beautiful ghost from cats i'm gonna love me again from rocket man into the unknown from frozen 2 spirit from the lion king and stand up from harriet um i didn't add those just because i was it was an early morning and i was lazy but uh yeah i mean i think i think all of these fit um you know the lion king one might be the one where i would take it out uh just because i thought spirit was very wrongly pre praised placed in the movie um i didn't think it fit i think it got the nomination because beyonce sings a song anywho uh i agree uh i think lost in the woods should have been in it um but this isn't this isn't one of the categories i'm gonna get too hung up on um you know i think like i said lion king's a surprise um i think lost in the woods should have probably been in it and I actually do think that Rocket Man will win this one. Um, especially, I think Rocket Man's easily going to get an Oscar nomination for this song, and they're going to have Taron and Elton up on stage, where Taron's not going to be for Best Actor. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's my thoughts. What about you? Yeah, you said pretty much everything I said. Lost in the Woods should have been nominated. That should be the Frozen song. I don't care what anybody says. I love that song. Frozen could easily have three original songs in the uh, in the original song category that could be easily nominated over some of these other ones. Um, I personally could see Rocketman winning. I just think Cats wins because of Tay-Tay. Transitioning to Best Original Score, um, nominees 1917, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Motherless Brooklyn. Um, for me personally, um, us getting snubbed really hurt. Obviously, the breaking news in today that us is going to be eligible for the Oscars, which I think is a game changer. Um, the big surprise for both of us, obviously, was Motherless Brooklyn. And we are divided on the winners. I think the Joker is going to win. And Jacob, you think? Uh, I think 1917 is going to win. Um, the Motherless Brooklyn choice, after seeing the movie, I mean, the score is very good but the movie is also very not good i think the only reason i gave it anything above a two and a half star is just because of the score um i thought if anything i thought i would have gotten in for original song over original score um but yeah i agree the us snub that might have been because they didn't know if the oscars were going to go for it or that might have been because they didn't give any love to us um but no, I think 1917 is going to win this one. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's long overdue for Thomas Newman. Um, I don't know anything about the Globes, but I just know that he has been a long time nomination, no time win. Um, but I think uh, Little Women getting in here was good. I like that score. And then Marriage Story, it's going to be a nice little cousin, Randy versus Thomas Newman. Um, 
for that lead. Uh, you know, with Joker, I do. I really like Joker's score. Um, and I think it's probably one of the top three, top four scores of the year. Uh, I just I can't see anything other than 1917 winning it right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just picked Joker because I personally, hands down, think it's the best score that I've that I hand. Joker and Us is really one A, one B for me. I love both the scores. I think the scores are very pertinent for the movies themselves. Obviously, nineteen seventeen as well. But transitioning to best foreign language film, The Farewell, as Miserables, which I guess we need to watch that. Uh, Eric talked that thing up on. Twitter. Oh, okay. One second. Yeah. Les Miserables. <laughs> Les Miserables. Pain and Glory, Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Those are the five nominations. Um, Parasite's going to win. Like, there should be... Like, they shouldn't even nominate any of these other four movies, um, including The Farewell, which wasn't even that good. Uh, so, I think Ricky needs to go see that one again because I liked it. I liked Ricky a lot better when he first came out of the theater than now. Um, I do think The Farewell was a surprise. Uh, I The Golden Globes have absolutely awful rules when it comes to this i don't know what i don't know their whole system is but um, i'm glad the farewell got in for best foreign language film you know deservedly so he deserves best picture praise um les mis we actually did just get les mis recently and i'm really excited to see it and then portrait of a lady on fire that one's the interesting one because france did decide to put Les Mis for foreign language film over Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So I don't think um, if if I know if I know correctly, I don't think Portrait of a Lady on Fire can get the Oscar nomination. So I think uh, maybe they'll give it to maybe they'll give it to it here. Um, you know, as a here you go type deal. That'd be the um, dumbest thing ever. I then, hate I hate awards like that. Yeah, um, I hate it. I hate it when it doesn't work out i wouldn't be upset with it here because uh, parasite parasite will easily win it when it comes to the real award or the real big award um but and then pain and glory i mean that one's no, no surprise either yeah so now we're going to talk about the one that is a fun little chitter chatter oh, we're about to God. have this one has been underneath Jacob and I skin all day. And then the curveball was the fact that Disney didn't even push it as an animated feature. So here are your five nominations. Frozen 2, How to Train a Dragon 3, Missing Link, Toy Story 4, and The Lion King. Jacob, thoughts, please. So um, <laughs> I actually I might do a full review on it because I saw it last night and it just, it affected me so much. I saw, I lost my body last night and far and away, that is the best animated film of the year. And how the Lion King, which was pegged as the Disney live action remake got best animated feature when it wasn't even pushing for it, makes me wonder if the Hollywood Foreign Press Association even decided to look at some of these other animated films i think they just saw lion king knew of lion king saw it when it came out and said okay there's there's enough animation let's give it the animated feature um i just i i this one sucks i hate this so much i hate uh there's only one original film in here and that's not to say i don't like the frozen 2 was fine 
Um, Toy Story 4 was good. How to Train Your Dragon 3 was good. Haven't seen Missing Link. Lion King was absolutely abysmal. But um, it sucks that we can't get more uh, original animated films. Uh, I, I Lost My Body, Klaus. Uh, I mean, there's there's been a bunch of original animated films coming to the forefront recently and all of them got snubbed because they wanted to put in the stupid remake which was literally just they took the exact same movie from the full animation one and just made it cgi it just it kills me so much i hate this more than absolutely anything yeah so to be honest with you this really made me mad and on on several reasons not just because the movie is absolutely treacherous and you're right on several levels it does like it resembles the exact same movie that it was whenever it was 25 30 years whatever years ago when lion king initially came out this remake was brutal it was terrible it was bad and to even know that they nominated this movie even though they didn't even submit it in the category that makes it 10 times worse because you're right there's so many other movies that could have been not angry birds 2 was terrible but i would have put it in over the lion king secret life of pets I mean, abominable was abom- uh, i forgot about yeah. abominable i loved abominable i loved abominable i thought it was a, a really good movie i liked it a whole lot to be honest with you i would have put that in over this i'm higher on frozen 2 than you are and i'm higher on toy story 4 than you are but still this is an absolute travesty i cannot believe that they did this it really does bother me a whole lot because it's just it, it, they did it for clout. They they did it for namesake. That's all they did it for. They wanted Beyonce. They want the they already had Elton John there. They didn't need to even Elton John said this movie was terrible. Come on, guys. Like yep. this is this was hey. lazy. It was ridiculous. It makes me so mad. And they should just they should be disappointed in the fact that they put this in the category. And truly, I am. I am just appalled. To be honest with you, I really am. I'm just appalled at the category. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, the the Golden Globes, they love doing stuff for just for clout, and they love doing stuff just to make a noise, and you we're going to hear later some other noises they tried to make, but I just, I can't, I can't stand what they did here. Um, you know, missing out on so many i know ricky hasn't seen it and i know it's a kind of a newer film but when i say i lost my body is the best animated film of the year it's far and away the best animated film of the year i've I mean, heard it's, several, I've heard several score people say is that. top 10 yeah i've heard several people oh. say that so it's on my it's now it, it so not to interrupt but the, the, the intrigue factor for the movie kind of went to another level once you told me how good it was mm-hmm. it's and it's it's this one I will say, do not have any of your kids in the room. I mean, it's not like a super not for kids, but it's it's not very it's not really for kids. It is, I mean, it's like it's an adult film, and this one, you know, this is a foreign film as well. So I get, I guess, I get that why they didn't look over it because they don't want to. The Hollywood foreign press doesn't want to look at foreign films. So yeah, let's just move on because this one, we, I I could. Uh, this one's gonna just make me mad until next year. <laughs> That's gonna be a per- perfect transition. We could talk about best screenplay. This could be a little bit more lighthearted. Um, there was a couple surprises here, but um, Marriage Story, Parasite, The Two Popes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman. Actually, to be honest with you, there was only one surprise here, and that was The Two Popes. 
Um, obviously, then jumbling the category together, um, it kind of uh, it kind of threw as a curveball to the entire situation. But man, two popes. Look, I enjoyed two popes. I did. I liked it, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. So I don't want to go on too much of a two popes tangent, but it really surprised me the love that it got. But um, Eric, you know, not the. But Eric said that everybody loves that film out there, and he loves it. it's one of his favorite films of the year. But to be honest with you, my I think Parasite's going to run away with this one. Parasite is the. Uh, best written film this year. Like the screenplay is masterful. I don't think there's a better better written screenplay with the versatility that uh, Bong brought to the table. So I'm I'm pretty I'm all on I'm all aboard the Bong Hive. That's still my number one film of the year. I don't think any there's nothing that's gonna supplant that. Um, it, I can't wait to watch it again, again and again and again and again and again. So Jacob, um, obviously I was a little d- disappointed in the Honey Boy thing. That was my snub, but. It didn't surprise me that it wasn't, but you always got to hold out hope for uh, Shy, but it's uh, slowly, you know, dissipating like we're part of the Avengers. So, yeah, Jacob, thoughts? Um, yeah, the Honey Boy one was upset, but with how everything went down and with uh, kind of the whole women situation, I really thought that they would have nominated the farewell just to get one on there um i think that was my big snub the farewell for whatever ricky somehow thinks about it now it is a very well written hmm. movie um oh i agree no 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 i agree the screenplay is very good yeah and uh you know two popes i watched two popes when i was lying in bed sick as a dog and it didn't make me feel any better um so i can i can either take that as i need to see it again in a better light or it is a fine film that just didn't blow me away um but yeah no i agree parasite parasite probably will win um i personally think marriage story should win um but if you're a betting man i would put the money on parasite i mean that film that film's gonna wash through a lot of these and um does deservedly so and i agree i agree with you there i I wouldn't so the only thing i think parasites one and i think once upon a time in hollywood is two i really think that once upon a time in hollywood has a real chance to sweep a lot of the awards at the show i think i do oh yeah i think i think once upon a time in hollywood is very close um, I think it could win this award. I think it could win several other ones that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. All right, folks, now we're going to tackle the acting categories here first. We're going to dive right into Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Annette Bedding for The Report, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Margaret Robbie for Bombshell, and Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Jacob, what were your thoughts on these nominations? Um, Annette Bedding, no. Uh, I haven't seen The Report, but it. I hate how I hate that The Report got more love than Honey Boy when Honey Boy is Amazon's number one priority. Moving on, Kathy Bates, uh, you know, they when she was first announced, they announced her in lead. Am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. She's actually yeah, – because she's in SAG for Best uh, Actors too. Yeah, because I went back and looked. Uh, I looked on uh, Next Best Pictures FYC Gallery, and they changed her around to um, supporting, which 
I don't know if that's just because of this or because she's actually getting supporting love from critics, but um, I mean, she has to be far and away incredible in that film. Um, other than that, I mean, Laura Dern, Margot Robbie, uh, Jennifer Lopez, all givens. Um, I think, honestly, I think any three of them could win it, but I don't think Laura Dern has lost, um, but maybe one or two critics groups or like other groups right now. So to me, Laura Dern's the winner. Um, I don't think she's going to lose. She's going to fly through. She's going to win the Oscar. Um, but in that same vein, I am growing on the fact that JLo could be an Oscar contender and a winner. Um, to me, I just, I look back at JLo's career and it's not good. And I think she got the absolute luckiest role she's ever going to get. And she did a hell of a job with it. And so I wouldn't be upset if JLo won it. Um, of course, you know, Zhao, Shuzen, big, big disappointing uh, snub. Um, I think Nine Nine deserves a little bit better. And hopefully she will at the Oscars. Nope. Um, what were you saying? No, I just said no. Nope, it's not going to be nominated. I'm kind of happy she um, didn't get nominated because she didn't deserve it. To be honest with you, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be that guy on this podcast, but look, I'm all. Look. You think you think Annette Benning deserved the, the supporting actress over Zhao Shuzhen? Yes. Oh, look, what, look, what I, happened to the same Ricky look. I met a few months ago? <laughs> look, I'm not going to lie. This I, is the same. This is the same guy who came out and said that he thought Farewell was a masterpiece the first time when he saw it. Look, and he loved every second of it. That was my initial reaction coming out of the movie. And like I said, I need to rewatch it again. But look, let's not overblow that movie to more than what it was. The acting performances were okay. Like they were. The acting performances were. were Aquafina was good, which we'll talk about her in a minute. But she wasn't that good. Uh, this is nay nay whatever poo poo whatever you want to call her. She does not deserve to be nominated. I'm sorry. Uh, I would have put Florence Poe over Little Woman, who honestly is probably my favorite supporting performance of the year, I think, right now. I loved Little Woman way more than I thought I was going to. Um, Jennifer Lopez, obviously, is a hands-down. Margaret Robbie was fantastic at Bombshell. Laura Dern, I look, I liked Marriage Story. I love Marriage Story. I, I could, I don't think, I mean, Laura Dern's probably going to run away with all these, but I think J-Lo's going to win the Golden Globe just because she's J-Lo. And to be honest with you, Kathy Bates, I think it's category fraud because she wasn't in the category. So I really have nothing to say about that. I haven't seen the film. But Cataronia uh, Belf not being nominated for Four versus Ferrari is going to be the biggest travesty. Uh, one of the big, not the biggest, because there's a lot of other travesties we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But it's Belf should have been nominated for supporting actress. She should no. be nominated for the Oscar. She was the heart and soul of that film. And it is disgusting that she's not getting any treatment at all for that film speaking of disgusting we can transition to best supporting actor tom hanks in a beautiful day in the neighborhood anthony hopkins for two popes al pacino for the irishman joe pesci for the irishman and brad pitt for once upon a time in hollywood i'll kick this one off here jacob um obviously who should have been in shia labeouf shia labeouf gave the hands down probably one of the best it's easily one of the five best supporting performances of the year hands down like that's not even a question i would say he's right next to the heavy hitter brad pitt right next to al pacino in my opinion those two guys going head to head those three guys going head to head to head would absolutely be brilliant um i think that's a massive snub he's going to get snubbed 
His Oscar chances are looking worse and worse by the day, and it's pathetic because his performance was gut-wrenching. It was everything that you want out of a performance, and it is just terrible that he's getting snubbed on so many different levels. Um, I'm not going to rant about the surprise because I'm going to let you do that. Um, Al Pacino, to me, was he gave hands down the best performance in The Irishman. I'm glad he's getting nominated. He deserves the award over Joe Pesci. If anybody other than Brad Pitt's going to win this award, which I don't see happening. Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, sorry, he doesn't deserve it either. And um, Jacob, I'll let you kick it off with your thoughts now, buddy. Yeah, I would... I would oh, hold on, hold on. sorry, Jacob, Jacob, one second, one second. We're, I'm sorry, did you check your Fitbit? Are you good? Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, it's, it does say I need to get up and walk, so I probably need to get off soon. Um, but I wonder if Anthony Hopkins is saying it too because that's that's all he really did in that movie was get told to get up and walk and then walked around and then sat down and complained and ate a pizza and did that. I mean, God, I mean... I love Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I like Anthony Hopkins enough, but man, that that one killed. That one and Tom Hanks both killed. I think you could have easily taken both of them out, shoved in Shia LaBeouf and Willem Dafoe, and it would have been honestly a much better category. But I mean, I just reiterate everything you said. Um, for I mean, for me, if anyone's gonna dethrone Brad Pitt, I would want it to either be Shia LaBeouf, just because. The Honey Boys, absolutely incredible. Or Willem Dafoe, just because I want Willem Dafoe to win an Oscar or win an award so bad. Um, but, I mean, this is Brad Pitt's year. Uh, the the one person I don't want to take him is Joe Pesci because Al Pacino gave the better performance in that movie. Um, but other than that, I mean, the category is fine when you get to those last three, but Tom Hanks and Anthony Hopkins, I just – I personally don't see it. Uh, and I hope that Oscar voters don't see it either. I agree 100%. Um, and that's transitioning into Best Actress in a Comedy and Musical. One of the worst categories for nominees ever. I mean, yes. So Anna de Armas for Knives Out, which I'm okay with that one. Aquafina for The Farewell, meh. Uh, Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette? They really got desperate. Uh, Beanie Fettleston for uh, Booksmart and Emma Thompson for Late Night, which I'm very happy about. The fact that Constance Wu got snubbed really affect, like, really bothers me. Even more so over, like, even more so over Emma Thompson and Beanie Fettleston and Kate Blanchett. Constance Wu was really good in Hustlers. Like, she was like. I'm sorry, but she was kind of sneaky as good as Jennifer Lopez was in that film. I think people forget when they re I rewatched Hustlers. I did, and it was a very good film. Like it surprised me how good it was. But people need to stop sleeping on Constance Wu's performance in that film. Look, I understand J Lo was amazing, and she had an amazing performance, and it was great, and she was awesome. But Constance Wu was just as good in that film. I'm sorry, Jacob. She really was. My thoughts on who's gonna win. Anna DeArmas, I really think that she's going to sneakily win this award, which is going to really not bud well for Aquafina and her race to get an Oscar nomination she doesn't deserve. But, Jacob, what were your thoughts? Um, no, you don't have to apologize. I mean, Constance Wu, to me, gave a better performance than J-Lo. Um, I think J-Lo just had that kind of motherly, flashy, 
you know, out there performance that Const- Constance Wu didn't have, but she had the kind of more nuanced and subtle performance. But yeah, I mean, that one hurt. Um, you know, the surprise to this is Kate Blanchett and Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Because um, I think there's maybe 10 people in the world who saw that movie. And I guess all 10 were part of the HFPA. Um, but for me, the winner, I think the winner is either going to be Aquafina or Ana de Armas. Uh, you know, Ana de Armas gave a phenomenal performance in Knives Out. Um, and Aquafina gave a phenomenal performance in The Farewell. And I think it could be either of them. Um, but I think the, the top two are very strong. Uh, Kate Blanchett, she's there because she's Kate Blanchett. Beanie Feldstein, I'm happy for hers um, as a person. Don't like Booksmart all that much. And Emma Thompson, although I always thought she was going to go into supporting and Mindy Kaling was going to be the lead, um, you know, I'm glad she got this. It might be a filler, but I'm glad she did get this. Yeah, me as well. I'm not going to lie. I, I I kind of enjoyed it as well. And that's going to transition into the easiest category of the night. I went 5 for 5 in this category. No surprises here. But... Daniel Craig, or sorry, Best Actor in a Comedy Musical. Daniel Craig, Knives Out. Roman Griffin uh, Davis for Jojo Rabbit. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, sorry, DiCaprio. There he is the goat. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Taron Egerton for uh, Rocketman. And Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Um, we actually both have no snubs and no surprises. Um, winners we differentiate, which, to be honest with you... Mine is based on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood really uh, sweeping the globes. But if it doesn't, I like both of your guys as well, Jacob. Uh, mine mine are based off of that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not a comedy um, <laughs> in any sense of the term. I guess because someone gets flamethrowered. Um, and he and kills another... those Nazis with the flamethrower, okay? Yeah, I, I guess I guess th- those parts are funny. Um, overall, I mean, this is a movie about the Manson murders and Roman Polanski and um, kind of the whole Charles Manson family. And to me, none of those sound very funny. I would not want to be in any of those situations, uh, especially the Roman Polanski one. So to me, I don't get how Once Upon a Time is in comedy or musical. Um, if anything, I think that... Uh, the Two Popes should have been a comedy musical over Once Upon a Time, but so be it. Um, yeah, there's no snubs, no surprises. I mean, everyone who got in got in because they deserve so. Even, you know, Roman Griffin Davis, he's probably thanking everything that Uncut Gems got switched over because if Uncut Gems was still in this one, there's no way he gets in. But That's not true. Um, for me, I think... I, I've and I've gone back and forth on this. I think Taron Egerton or Eddie Murphy do have kind of the best shot, just because they are the only two that really kind of fit into that flashy one. But a sneaker is Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, I really do think Knives Out is getting a lot of love, um, and I do think Daniel Craig could probably sneak in and uh, take this award. Um, you know, with Leo. I mean, the safe, the safest pick is Leo, just because it is Leo, and it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he gives a great performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The issue with me comes back to this isn't a, uh, this isn't a comedy, and so, so 
for me, I've got Taron Egerton or Eddie Murphy right now, and I think this the sleeper is Daniel Craig. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate uh, I don't really don't hate anybody in this category winning. You know what I mean? Like I you know obviously I don't think Griffin uh, Davis stands a chance chance at winning, but I wouldn't even be mad about any one of these other four guys winning the award. I love Daniel Craig and Isaac. I thought he was he was fantastic. You know what I mean? Like he was phenomenal in that film. So um, and it gave some of the best. He gave offered some of the best dialogue in the history of like any movie ever. I really, I really, I really think that if they pushed him for supporting, I do think he could, he'd be more talked about more for maybe even the Oscar nomination. Um, but I think they know what they were doing, pushing him for a lead in comedy musical and getting him this nomination. Um, I don't think they assumed that Knives Out would be such a big hit with everyone like it is, but. Yeah, I mean, I love Daniel Craig in that movie. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Transitioning over to Best Actress um, in a Drama in a drama Movie, Cynthia Ariovia for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Cersei Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, I'm going to start off by saying this would not surprise me one bit if this is your... Um, if this is year five for the Oscars, um, I think it's going to be these five and potentially Aquafina as your sixth person, kind of switching in and out with uh, Cynthia. Um, actually, sorry, the seventh would be the obvious snub here, and that was Lupita. Um, she was she was phenomenal, and I was like, it so hurts my soul that she was not nominated. Um, I'm not. I know I'm gonna kind of die on this branch here, but Renelle Zellweger was good in Judy, but she didn't trans. Like she didn't just blow me away. I mean, when I can sit here and say Scarlett Johansson obviously was phenomenal in Marriage Story, Ronnie was amazing in Little Woman. I loved her character arc in that movie as well, and her just, I just loved her. Now. And Theron was just brilliant in Bombshell. Um, I, I think Cynthia's gonna win. I don't really have a reason other than i think she's going to win for some reason but um give me give me johansson ronin or theron and i'd be happy to be honest with you Jacob. uh yeah i mean god i did not like harriet um ricky i guess ricky got lucky and saw the the snyder cut of harriet because i don't i hope he watches it again and kind of realizes that Ariva. Cynthia Erivo was fine. Um, I don't think she was award worthy. I really hope she's not Oscar worthy. Um, you know, Johansson was good. Uh, Ronan was good. Zellweger, I haven't seen Judy, so I have no kind of ball there. But for me, I would put it between Johansson and uh, Saoirse Ronan. And Sadly, I'm not the person who gets to vote for it because I think it will be Renee Zellweger, and I think she's going to have a sort of female Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody type thing going on. Um, I think she's going to win it. And I, right now, I have her winning the Oscar. Um, I, I, I don't want to see it go play out that way, but I do think it will. Um, again, the snub is definitely oh. Oh my God! Definitely, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, I think Wednesday is her last shot, and I think it's a last shot for someone else. We're going to talk about, um, and if they don't get in Wednesday, I think that both of them are just going to be critical, critical darlings, and kind of move on. But uh, 
but yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't terrible. I didn't like the Cynthia Revo, but other than that, it's what I expected. All right, folks, time to transition into best actor in a drama movie. This is my favorite category in the entire world. I can't wait to talk about it. We had Christian Bale for Ford versus Ferrari, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. Um, snubs for me personally, I was very, very upset that Adam Sandler was not nominated for Murder Mystery. I really thought that he stood a chance there on this category. I was surprised that he didn't get nominated. George McKay, though, he's really, um, he's really died down. I think it's just because of a namesake. You know what I mean? If you look at the heavy hitters, you got Bale, Banderas, Price, Driver, Phoenix. I genuinely feel like Bale got the nomination because of who he is. Um, Bale's been here. He's done it. He's won the award here. Actually, I think he won last year in comedy for Vice. So mm -hmm. for me, that to me, it's a surprise for Bale because he wasn't even the best performer in that movie. Matt Damon was. But it doesn't really surprise me in another way because it, Bale draws. His, his name will draw compared to, um, you know, a George McKay or any other actor they could have considered other than Adam Sandler. So... Um, for me personally, that was my surprise. The winner for me, Phoenix should hands down win every single award known to men because his performance was absolutely brilliant. And I will reiterate one more time, I am so happy Adam Sandler did not get nominated for the below mediocre film Uncut Gems. Jacob, your thoughts on Jake or your thoughts on Jacob. Your thoughts on the best actor in a drama category. Um, yeah, Ricky won this one. Uh, like I said, just with Lupita, uh, I think Adam Sandler's last chance is Wednesday. If not, he can keep winning, uh, critic awards and that'll be what it is. And that's, you know, honestly, that's fine. That's where I always thought Uncut Gems was going to be. Um, I never really saw it getting love, uh, in the above the line awards shows, but, uh, I do think, for me, I know Ricky doesn't. For me, I think Adam Sandler gave a phenomenal performance. Um, I think Adam Sandler gave one of the best just soul scenes. I think he gave one of the best scene performances of the year, uh, no matter who you're talking to. Um, I cannot wait to see this movie again. I want to see it right now. Um, I keep hoping that we get an A24 screeners so that I can just – get uncut gems and throw it in and watch it again. Um, I, I really did love it. I have a full review on why I loved Adam Sandler's performance so much. Um, I agree. George McKay, I think it, I think name is pulling him down. And I also think that few people have seen 1917. And so I think that's going to hurt it as well. Uh, the surprise of course is Christian Bale. I don't think he was the best performance of the film, but like you said, namesake, he's going to get in. Um, and then for me, winning wise, it's going to be either Adam Driver or Walking Phoenix. Uh, I'm not as big on Walking Phoenix's performance as Ricky is. I thought it was, I thought it was very good, but I thought it was, I didn't think there was any kind of subtleties to it. I thought it was all in your face and, you know, that's, uh, it, I, I kind of gear more towards Adam Driver's performance. Um, in your face, that's all Adam Sandler was for two and a half, four hours of what it felt like of Uncut Gems. Like I have a, I have a full review of how Adam Sandler's performance was more than in your face. But to move on, uh, I do think the winner is going to be Adam Driver or Walking Phoenix, just like it's been with basically every other uh, critics group. Um, 
it's been driver it's been phoenix it's been driver it's been driver it's been phoenix it's been driver it's been back and forth non-stop and uh i think that's how it's going to be for this one i don't i can't give you a guaranteed winner right now um you know i think with more of the nominations coming up and wins we'll be able to tell but uh it's going to be either Adam Driver or Joaquin Phoenix. How I've how I've been saying it, if Adam Driver wins, it'll be because he won for the performance. If Joaquin Phoenix wins, it'll be because he wins because of his name. That's oh, how. That that's is how a this bunch of work crap. Out. Let's move on. Let's let's agree to move on because Uncut Gems sucked. I just want to throw this out here real quick that I just was looking through kind of the winners of past Globes. Best before 2011 seemed like a whole lot of fun. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture. Obviously, that one was one of the one the year that Johnny Depp got nominated for The Tourist. But listen to these guys: Paul Giamatti for Barney's version, Jake Gyllenhaal for Love and Other Drugs, Kevin Spacey for Casino Jack, and then Johnny Depp again for Alice in Wonderland. That is, <laughs> that sounds that's like a, a that's a group. That sounds like a year of best supporting actors, like it was this year. All right, folks, we're going to transition into the best director category. Um, I, <laughs> I love your, uh, I love your little snippet on, um, for snub, but obviously we had, uh, Mr. You know, we had the bung hive, obviously with Parasite, uh, Sam Mendes for 1917, Todd Phillips for the Joker, um, Martin Scorsese for the Irishman, and of course, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, to be honest with you, I really feel like... Four of your best director nominations are in this category. Sorry, Todd Phillips, you're not in it. But those four guys, I think, are locks for the Oscars. I don't think there's there. The fifth slot is such a wild card. Um, with obviously the people you mentioned, it depends on how much the Academy likes Marriage Story or not. Because I could fully see this being a year where that like wins Best Picture but doesn't get Director, i.e., uh, when Argo did it. Um, for me, the biggest snub was James Mangold because, look, I love the Joker. I love it. I will talk about it till I'm blue in the face. I think it. Joaquin Phoenix gave one of the best performances in a movie, period. Um, it was fun, phenomenal. It was transcendent it, from start to finish, the way his character. It was – he had probably three or four Oscar here-in-your-face scenes that just blew blew you away. Um, I saw that movie twice in theaters. I liked it even more the second time. It's one of I think four films this year that have gotten five stars for me. Um, it's a masterful film, but it doesn't deserve best director. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Um, it, it look Todd Phillips' direction in it was good. I liked his direction in it. I thought his directing was good in the film. But there is very, very, very many other directors I would have went here. Melanie Mastukas for Queen and Slim. I know you didn't like that film, Jacob. But her, I would have went with Greta Gerwig for Little Women. I would have went for Alma for Honey Boy. I would have went for, obviously, Mangold. Bombback would have been fine. To be honest with you, it kind of surprised me to see his name ring true. Um, Obviously, I think that that's going to help. I think it does put him in that... Six, seven area, maybe for the Oscars. I don't think he's going to get nominated, but I would not be surprised now if he does get the nomination. Like, it wouldn't be a surprise anymore because this was the surprise for me. This was Todd Phillips' coming out party, potentially, but I think the other four are locks right now, Jacob. Uh, I agree. Um, the Todd Phillips one, you know, how, how I see the movie is everything that 
was any bit of style or flair or anything that was all Joaquin's doing. And Todd Phillips is just not taking credit for it. Um, the direction was not great. Uh, it was, you know, there are so there's so many more. And this, I I really like the film. It's still in my top ten. Um, but the direction and the script were not what stood out for the film. Um, Todd Phillips, I would not, I wouldn't have him in my top ten of the year. Um, this goes back to the whole women getting in. I think Greta Gerwig should have got in. Uh, I think Alma Harrell should have got in. I think Marilyn Heller, even though, you know, we, neither of us really liked the movie all that much. Her direction was still fantastic. Um, you know, going back away from it, James Mangold, how he did, I mean, all of the card scenes in Ford versus Ferrari, they're all practical. He didn't just sit behind a screen and put a movie on, uh, on a green screen and just play it like that. Like they do with, uh, the Lion King. Maybe if he did that, they could have got best animated feature. Um, <laughs> Noah Baumbach definitely, you know, could have got in. Uh, I think there are 10 to 15 other directors who I would have much rather seen in there than Todd Phillips. Um, but going away from that winning wise, I think it's going to be Sam Mendes. Uh, I don't know how well 1917 is going to do, in the picture races um, or anything other than the text and cinematography and score. But I do think, I think direction, I think Sam Mendes directed just strictly the art of directing did the best job that anyone has done in the past, probably 20 years. I mean, his strict direction of that film was absolutely phenomenal and being able to pull off what he did and not make it not make it you know too much like a video game and not make it to where it was you know pretentious or anything like that like to make it flow well as well as he did and to make it go all throughout i mean that the film still it's the film's still a masterpiece it's still my number one of the year and honey boy has been knocking and punching at it for weeks and it still is my number one um but for me i think sam mendez is going to win it i think quentin tarantino is going to win i think it's going to be a big night for once upon a time in hollywood i think they're they have potentially to take director screenplay and both acting nominations it wouldn't surprise me one bit and then of course that's going to transition into the two um two big categories obviously for best uh, picture, obviously we have the actor or best picture for comedy and musical. We've got Dolomite is my name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time, and Rocket Man. The same five for best actor. One little tidbit I did want to point out: so eight of the last nine best actor winners have won the Golden Globe in drama series. So that's interesting to point out. It's been eight of nine. That's and it's seven straight dating back to I think it's like 2011. It's kind of crazy. I was kind of comparing the numbers here on my phone as we were talking. But um, the only year that it didn't was the year George Clooney won for The Descendants, which is weird. Um, but so, um, honestly, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win this. I don't. There's no surprises here. I liked all the categories. Um, uh, yeah, so those, are, those five were perfect. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to sweep this award, hands down, in my opinion. Um, my biggest surprise is actually Jojo Rabbit. Um, I would have much rather had Hustlers in here, uh, than Jojo Rabbit. Um, now going back, Snub, 
I had I had cats just as a no guts no glory pick. Um, I don't I, I I don't even know who's seen the movie. I don't even know if the Hollywood Foreign Press has seen the movie. I think they just got on Spotify and heard Taylor's song. Uh, but I agree. Once upon a time in Hollywood is going to category fraud its way into a Best Picture win um, at the Globes, and it's going to take this one. I think the only thing pushing against it is Rocket Man and uh, Knives Out, um, and Dolomite is my name. But I think probably Knives Out probably has the best chance of actually giving it a run for its money because as it's looking right now, I've got Knives Out as a sleeper in the Oscars for Best Picture. Uh, I mean, everyone loves that movie. Uh, I think if Daniel Craig does win the best actor for that movie, I think we might have to start thinking of it a little more seriously. Um, but I, for right now, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes it. Yeah, I agree 100%. And then it's going to transition into the best uh, picture in the drama category. Nominees 1917, The Joker, Irishman, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes. Um, to be honest with you, I, we both agreed that Little Women was a little bit of a snub here. I was surprised by Joker, and then after I wrote the article and then I went to check my nominees that I picked for this, I did pick The Joker, which was whatever. I'm not really surprised now, obviously. But um, I, I don't know. I can see the Irishman winning, obviously, just because it's the Irishman. Um, the Irishman was good. It was not great. It's not even in my top 20 for movies this year. So, I, I mean, I understand people love the movie. I get why they love Actually, I don't get why they love it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Two Popes, uh, it is what it is. The Two Popes is what it is. I would have put Little Women in uh, ahead of Two Popes, hands down, easily. I think Marriage Story wins. I have no confidence in this. I think it's down to 1917, The Irishman, or Marriage Story. Uh, what do you think, Jacob? No, I agree. Um, I think uh, I think 1917, Marriage Story, The Irishman. I think they all kind of fit into that same um, fit into that same boat. I would personally like to see 1917 win it um, or Marriage Story. Uh, the Irishman. I mean, it's just The Irishman has so much behind it. But at the same time, Marriage Story has so much love behind it. So that's the one where I don't know if uh, either of those are going to take it. Now, another thing is that's three Netflix films. So are they going to go away from Netflix? Uh, it's it's so hard to see um, and so hard to tell. For me, I agree. Little Women, I had Uncut Gems in this just as a BS pick, just to piss Ricky off mostly. But I really didn't think it was going to get in. I thought uh, – Little Women probably should have got in. I think Little Women, man, we've talked about it for weeks, for probably months now. Neither of us wanted the movie to be good. I watched it before Ricky, and I said, Ricky, I hate this movie because I like it. Um, and he said the exact same thing to me. He just sent me back his uhs and ums and wows and said nope i actually liked it i, I mean, really enjoyed the directing in that film like i really did i thought greta did a fantastic what are you saying i really think that greta did a fantastic job directing that film like this like the way she wrote it and the way she directed it i really like it took it the film was elevated on a different level for me personally watching it because of her directing it, 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 uh, it really was yeah no i agree uh the only thing i mean the editing was terrible but I think I think the editing the editing on first watch is terrible and I think upon rewatch 
knowing what it is, it might feel a little better knowing how they actually did format the story. Um, but other than that, I mean, it just after that first 30 minutes, it's just such a smooth ride and you just sit back and you just have fun with this family. I mean, it's it's a it's a great it's a great film. I hate saying it, but it really is. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have for this one. Yeah. So, folks, that's all the categories. We broke them down. Obviously, that was a lot of fun for me. Um, I like breaking it down. I can't wait to our podcast after um, we see who wins or who doesn't win and the uproar regarding that. So, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to GeekVibesNation.com, our new show sponsor. Check out all their uh, articles. They have massive articles out on a day-to-day basis. I love their structure. I love their base. Um, also, follow them on Twitter at GeekVibesNation. Head on over to NashvilleNoise.com. Support our good friend uh, and sponsor of the sh- uh, sponsor of the trailer segment. Um, follow them on Twitter at Nashville Noise. Also follow uh, at Cody Howell. Follow Jacob on Twitter at MCDI underscore Jacob. Follow me Ricky Blair underscore. Follow the show at MCDI Pod. And go to the newly crowned, newly formed MusicCityDriveIn.com website. We're gonna have articles and reviews galore. I'm excited to present that to you guys. I'm excited to announce it to you guys. And as always, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for all the support, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. And drive safe. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.